We are a nation that is hostile to liberty and freedom and faith. We are a nation whose economy is floundering, whose stores are not stocked, whose deliveries are not coming, and whose educational system is ranked at the bottom of every list. We are a nation that in many ways has become a joke. But soon we will have greatness again. It was hardworking patriots like you who built this country, and it is hardworking patriots like you who are going to save our country. There is no mountain we cannot climb. There is no summit we cannot reach. There is no challenge we cannot beat. There is no victory we cannot have. We will not bend. We will not break. We will not yield ever, ever, ever. We will never give in, we will never give up, and we will never, ever back down. We will never let you down. As long as we are confident and you know, the tyrants we are fighting do not stand even a little chance. Because we are Americans, and Americans kneel to God and God alone. And it is time to start talking about greatness for our country again. Good morning, everyone. New Trump campaign video, which is great. While your time here has come to an end, we'll always remember Ron DeSanctimonious. <laughs> we will never forget your unique laugh. <laughs> what a game. As always, yeah. Well, we're, uh, I'm here. I don't know if the other one's open. Okay. Wow. All right. We'll say hi to everybody. You always knew just the right thing to say. And I see. Yeah, that's probably a lot of sugar, huh? Didn't see it. All right, four eight. I mean, what are you talking about? I'm not here working with people. Are you? Are you blind? Are you blind? Okay, so people are coming up to me, talking to me, whatever they want to talk to me about. Or your excellent hygiene. Crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's bad. That you apparently were eating chocolate pudding with three fingers. I have to put it to you, Governor. Have you ever eaten a chocolate pudding with three fingers? I don't remember ever doing that. <laughs> I'm telling you, maybe when I was a kid. You were never afraid to express yourself. <laughs> I yield. Oh, this is great. And how could we forget your flawless performance on the debate stage? loser and i will not let you down oh my god don't cry because it's over ron just think of all those trips on private jets you were able to take with donor money or think of all the time you'll now have for pudding <laughs> but for now it's bon voyage and we will always remember ron de sanctimonious he called him rick he called him Rick. Oh, my God. This has to be the biggest loser campaign in the history of America. This is just unbelievable. And they're going to try to hold on as long as they can. It's over, man. It's over. The sanctimonious. Oh, man. You know what's great about this Trump campaign video? It was released by the Trump campaign. Most of the clips there were all from memes from the Dilly meme team, which I think is is just Unbelievable. It's great. You actually saw Miguel California's uh, watermark in there halfway through the video, but 
Uh, great stuff. Great stuff. The meatball. Anyway, good morning. It's hump day. It's Wednesday. Another great MAGA day. I missed you guys yesterday morning, but I'm back. I'm back. We had We the People Radio last night, James Curry and I. We rapped about some stuff. And uh, yeah, hope you're all doing well. See some people popping in the chat. And uh, we got our moderator. Oh, something's playing in my background. Sorry about that. Got a moderator, AP Unfiltered, Rocket's in there, Gulfstream. Gulfstream was in there last night. Rocket, you were in there last night too. Hit the like button, hit the follow, hit the thumbs up, whatever button you have. We got a bunch of stuff. Listen, now we have a new house speaker nominee. It's it's just getting so old already. It really is. Representative Mike Johnson. Is he out of Louisiana, I believe, where a lot of people like him. I got to be honest with you, I don't know much about him. From what I hear, he's ultra, ultra conservative. But then I saw a video last night at one point. You know, remember politicians, you can't trust any of them. I don't know this guy. I don't trust him. He made a, a comment on, on, a, on a video that Democrats and Nancy Pelosi are not the enemy and that they have to work together. And, you know, obviously at this point in politics, nobody wants to hear that shit. But apparently everybody is happy that this guy is the nominee and they're going to have a vote around noon today. Uh, probably to elect this guy unless something crazy happens. I am happy that it wasn't, you know, Emmer and uh, and others. I was hoping that they just got it through with Jim Jordan. Again, I really just, I want to see Byron Donald as the speaker for the really sole reason to shove it up the left's ass that we sat a uh, the first black speaker of the house as Republicans, whether they call him an Uncle Tom or not, which they've already have in the past. Uh, I just think it would be great, historic wise, to go down in history that the Republicans seated the first black house speaker. Because I'll tell you what, all of this shit that has gone on with the house speaker and Republicans at each other's throats in this slim majority, I do not have any hope at all, none right now, none, that the Republicans will retain even a slim majority in the next go-around. In 2024, I think that the Republicans are going to lose the, uh, the majority, which is a shame. I didn't think it had really needed to be this way, but unfortunately, you have rhinos, establishment party members, and America First people or so-called, some of them America first and some that actually are all fighting with each other. There's no, there's no unity. I don't know what, hey, good morning, Hog. I don't know what they need to unify the party. Well, I believe Donald Trump could do that, but there, there are so many forces that are not going to allow that. It's just, there's so much shit. But this guy, Mike Johnson, a representative out of uh, Louisiana's 4th District, Vice Chair of the House GOP Conference. He's, he's named the GOP Speaker designee. The announcement came after a closed-door meeting among House Republicans where Johnson emerged as the consensus candidate. Again, I hate these closed-door meetings. It's such bullshit. You never really get the full context of what goes on behind closed-door closed door meetings, no matter who tells you what. It's all bullshit. So they... Uh, it was unexpected where on yesterday, Tom Emmer, he abruptly withdrew his candidacy. I think there was enough pushback there. The move came just hours after Donald Trump blasted Emmer in a scathing post on Truth Social. 
and uh, it opened up the floodgates for a bunch of new people to enter the race. And I believe Johnson was one of six uh, candidates looking for the seat. And again, a lot of people are uh, are happy about this. But again, I am not confident in any of them. And uh, I think they're all garbage. I think they're all garbage. And I think anyone who feels the need to donate to any of these seated members of Congress right now, I think you're crazy. I think you should save your money, um, figure out something else, maybe someone that's running uh, to primary one of these people who actually is America first, MAGA-oriented, whatever you want to call it, and put your money towards that or something else. Or, you know, <clears throat> Donald Trump's campaign. If you have to make it, if it's one of those things where you have to make a decision, well, I, I can donate to this person, but then I can't donate here, then I would say throw your money behind Donald Trump for that race. I, I would, that, that would be my suggestion. I'm not giving a dime to any of these members of Congress. I don't care who they are. And there are some that I like. There are a couple that I know really well. I'm not giving any of them my money. None. None. I'm I'm holding off because I'm I'm unhappy with all of them. I just don't like what's going on. That's just me. And I know, you know, I'm one person and not many people do that. So many people have their recurring donations every month. Those people that have the recurring donations to the RNC just out of their minds. And you get that from the big uh the big boomer population. All these older people that think, well, you know, I'm a lifelong Republican and I give my money to the RNC. They get my fifty dollars every month. On auto pay, someone should talk sense into those people, especially if you have one in your family. Stop giving your money to the party. They hate you. They all hate you. Congress hates you. They all, the government hates you. We are useful idiots to all of them. And that's a fact. I thought that was a great video that they put together. All right, so we got a bunch of stuff going on. There's again, I'm gonna tell you. Um, I and I, I put a post out about it last night. Laura Loomer, and I've said this before, lover or hater, she is collecting scalps within the GOP. And some people love it, some people hate it, some people are not quite sure what to make of it. I love it. And she's not holding back on anybody. She's getting accused of being a Democrat and working for Democrats and all this bullshit, all these crazy, bizarre accusations that you see floating around because she's calling out people for what they are or how they're voting, whether it's Matt Gates, Byron Donalds, people that I have some respect for had more respect for but i'm losing respect for all of them literally all of them they are all bullshit artists that's all of them when they're voting for one person because the comments are well they're just tired of voting that's not how it works people that's not how it works that's not how it works you're there getting paid by the american taxpayer to represent us you can't get tired of voting and Laura Loomer is calling them all out. Again, she's not going to hold back depending on, on, there's nothing depending on nothing. 
it, it's she's she's full blown on the attack. If you are proven to be a establishment piece of shit or vote, even if you voted along the establishment lines one time, she's paying attention. She's going to call you out on it. And her following has almost doubled in a a few months. And now she's got the show and she's, uh, she's a force to be reckoned with. Donald Trump is recognizing her posts constantly on true social. And it's almost as if she was placed on a mission to sniff out and expose all of these corrupt bullshit artist Republicans. And I'm, I'm here for it. I'm loving it. I am absolutely loving it. If you're not following Laura Loomer, go follow her. She actually, um, she retweeted my post I put out last night saying just that, that nobody, nobody is, uh, scalp collecting GOP scalps uh, like Laura Loomer is, and rightfully so, because what I say, what I say last week, make bullying and shaming great again. That's exactly what we need to do as American people, as the American people, the American electorate against all of these members of Congress, senators, local politicians. If they're going to act like bags of shit, then we have to treat them like bags of shit. And they need to be bullied and they need to be shamed publicly. No holds barred, no matter who it is. That's it. That's, that's the bottom line. But I just wanted to, uh, to mention that. And I have a lot of respect for Laura. And I don't agree with everything Laura Luma puts out there. I don't. I don't. And um, she, you don't have to agree with everything that she puts out there. That's, you, know, you don't have to agree with everybody's opinion. I'm not asking everybody to go and fawn over Laura Loomer because she's a badass at exposing people. Oh, I, there are things that she does that I don't like, but you know what? She's also doing a lot of things I do like. And you, you keep an open mind and you just, no one's covering things like she's covering. And she, she always has the receipts. No wonder why she doesn't sleep and she's not married and doesn't date because she spends all day, every day, I, I just, how she, she's the only one I could see coming up with archive tweets from five, six, seven years ago on some immediately when they start talking the opposite, how they were then. And she does it every time. I don't know. She is a savage. I'm here for it. I love her for it. So I will say, I will say it. I will say it. Laura Loomer is an American treasure, national treasure. And that is somebody that should be revered as a true investigative journalist because of the shit she does, because she's not afraid to do it. She's not afraid to do the work. She's afraid of nothing. When on the other hand, you have people that are scared of their own shadow and that will lie to save their own asses. That we're seeing a lot of. I think a lot of it is also political theater because Donald Trump keeps gaining support. I mean... Donald Trump is doing good in, in early polling in New York, which is very odd. I take that as a grain of salt, but he keeps gaining support. He keeps raising money. Ron DeSantis can, can't even stay in second place, right? So, <clears throat> she, yeah, she, she did. She just started her two, two, Tuesdays and Thursdays. Laura Loomer goes live on Rumble 
uh, Loomer Unleashed at 7 p.m. Eastern every uh, Tuesday and Thursday. Um, my Patriot Cigars is probably going to end up being a sponsor of our show. Marin talks about that, so we'll see. Most of her uh, her demographic, the demographic of followers are mostly men. We, we, we had spoken about that. So she likes that I'm, I have the cigar company and she wants to promote it on her show, which is cool. But yes, you're absolutely right. Jenna Ellis, Jebba, as she's fondly known as on social media platforms, Jebba Ellis. I'm going to tell you something. I was one of the few people that never, ever liked her or trusted her. Before Donald Trump hired her, she was, like many others, a never-Trumper around the 2016 election. It was like, oh, Donald Trump can't be president and all of this other bullshit. And then, of course, when they see somebody who they bet against, as successful as he was as an American president, it was, hey, I can weasel my way into this guy and grift and grift and grift and amass a large social media following and end up with a really bad talk show, a really bad podcast, or a really bad book deal. And they've all, you know, one of many. And Jenna Ellis is right there on the list, and I've, I've, I knew what she was about, I think, before she knew what she was truly about. I watched it. I watched it in real time. But this is great. She pled guilty in the Georgia election case in exchange for reduced charges. And part of it was she was forced to write a letter, an apology letter to the people of Georgia. Now, she was charged with a bunch of misdemeanors. And then she pled guilty to one count, which was a felony. But here's the thing. Everybody's like, look, Jenna Ellis' Trump attorney. Everyone's flipping on Donald Trump. She pled guilty and has been sentenced, and she did not plead guilty for anything having to do with the RICO charges. As a matter of fact, she pled to a charge that's not even mentioned in the original indictment. So before everybody starts going, well, she has the goods, she's going to flip. There's no flipping. It's done for Jenna. It's done. She has to pay a fine. I think she has five years probation. She has to do like 100 hours of community service. She had to write a letter that she mumbled through, which we'll listen to in a second. But this Fannie Willis and her RICO case, this has nothing to do with it. Typically, if you're going to grab somebody, a co-defendant that's going to flip on the others, they're going to make a sentence offer maybe, but they're not going to confirm it and actually sentence you because then what is... What's the benefit of, of, of having them testify against another co-defendant if, if they've already been sentenced? They pled guilty already. So people are thinking like, look, everyone's flipping on Donald Trump. Jenna Ellis has nothing to offer. Nothing to offer. She saved her own ass because she was scared. She's a coward. She threw Rudy Giuliani under the bus, another big name that she used to grift grift off of. Trump attorney Jenna Ellis pleaded guilty in Fannie Willis's Georgia election case in exchange for reduced charges. Ellis is the fourth co-defendant and third attorney to plead guilty in the Georgia election case. 
Not one defendant has pled guilty to RICO charges. So remember, these people can plead guilty all they want for lesser charges. Until one of them is pleading guilty to a RICO charge and has something against the former president, they have nothing. This is all political optics. Fannie Willis is so pissed off she's getting torn apart on social media. She's pissed off that Republicans in her state are going after her. She hates Donald Trump, and they want to go after him. So what are they doing? They're having all of these co-defendants plead guilty to lesser charges because they're trying this in the public. They're hoping that the public sees these people, especially three Trump lawyers. Look, look, the Trump lawyers are pleading guilty. They're all going to flip on Donald Trump. They have the goods. It's all bullshit. They're all weak. They're all weak. But again, they have, they have nothing to offer. When you're sentenced, they're done with you. That's it. There's no, oh, we're going to pull the sentence back. No, they're sentenced. She is sentenced already. It's done. Case done. Deposition in play. That's it. There's, a, there's a, a disposition in the case. Not deposition. A disposition in the case. It's over for her. It, it's, it's insanity. But let me get the good video here. And this video has been played a hundred times and it's just, it just goes to show the weakness and the lies. Yeah. As an attorney who is also a Christian, I take my responsibilities as a lawyer very seriously. And I endeavor to be a person of sound moral and ethical character in all of my dealings. In the wake of the 2020 presidential election, I believed that challenging the results on behalf of President Trump should be pursued in a just and legal way. I endeavored to represent my client to the best of my ability. I relied on others, including lawyers with many more years of experience than I, to provide me with true and reliable information. I have to pause it for a second. She just made an excuse for herself. She's an attorney. She passed the bar. She's an attorney. Whether you're an experienced attorney or not, or you have attorneys with you that are more experienced, you are a fucking attorney. You know what you're supposed to be doing. You don't just rely on attorneys telling you what to do as another attorney. You do your due diligence and you make sure. Maybe you disagreed with the attorney, but she, she didn't. And she's talking about Rudy Giuliani. She's throwing him under the bus. Oh, another an experienced attorney. No, no. She knew and she believed that the election was stolen and that there was fraud. And we'll get to that. But this is complete. These crocodile tears. Immediately she has to open up with being a Christian, which she, she loves to do on Twitter. Give me a fucking break. What has she been married three times now? Or she's not married now. I think she had three marriages, at least two. Give me a fucking break, Jenna. Especially since my role involved speaking to the media and to legislators in various states. What I did not do, but should have done, Your Honor, was to make sure that the facts the other lawyers alleged to be true were in fact true. In the frenetic pace of attempting to raise challenges to the election in several states, including Georgia, I failed to do my due diligence. I believe in and I value election integrity. If I knew then what I know now, I would have declined to represent Donald Trump in these post-election challenges. I look back on this whole experience with deep remorse. 
for those failures of mine, Your Honor. I have taken responsibility already before the Colorado Bar who censured me, and I now take responsibility before this court and apologize to the people of Georgia. Thank you. She was forced. This was part of the sentence agreement to write a letter of apology to the people of Georgia. Had to throw in there that she was a Christian. Had to throw in there that she didn't do her due diligence. Exactly. Who wants an attorney that doesn't do their due diligence? And actually, I think the, the, the client privilege, I believe, is null and void if the lawyer is convicted of a crime pertaining to that client. So I, I don't think there is any client privilege here. But again, even if they were to call her as a witness to testify against Donald Trump, which they can and probably will when it's Trump's time to 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 come into court for this. She doesn't have any, there's nothing to offer other than she didn't do her due diligence. What is she going to say? That she didn't believe the election was stolen? No, she did. That's the thing. She did. Who? Who made Jenna Ellis write these tweets back in 2020? Who put a gun to her head and made her write this? December 28th, 2020. President Trump should never concede the election. December 3rd, the video evidence, 2020, the video evidence being shown in the Georgia Senate hearing is shocking. Room cleared at 10.30 p.m. Four people stay behind. Thousands of ballots pulled from under a table in suitcases and scanned. Fraud. November 26, 2020. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone except the fraudsters who rigged this election. It sure seems that she um, truly believed enough to tweet about the stolen and rigged election. So now all of a sudden, it's because I believe if... From what I understand and what I've, what I've heard from other attorneys, if, if she didn't pop a plea and she took it to trial, if she was convicted on the RICO charges, she could see, I think the maximum is like 20 or 25 years, I think for each RICO charge. This is, again, this is nothing, nothing but political optics for them to say, look, Donald Trump's attorneys are pleading guilty. That means Donald Trump has to be guilty. And they're setting this up one by one, the co-defendants, to clog the news feed, to make sure people out there who are glued to mainstream media see and know that Donald Trump's attorneys and co-defendants are pleading guilty so that they can call them to testify later on. But there, there's no incentive for these people to be forced to lie when they're, they're already being sentenced. 
If there was a side thing where saying, listen, if you don't come back and testify, we're going to charge you with this. It's over. She sentenced. She pled. But the, she did not plead guilty to anything that has to do with the original indictment. Nothing to do with the original indictment. Right. It's exactly. It's all brain dead liberal talking points. In the hopes, in the hopes that moderates or people that are on the fence about Donald Trump because of the support that he's gaining in the polls, in public, and events, in general, in social media, and in regular media, will start to pull away from Donald Trump. It, it does not seem like it's happening. So now with this, with this whole Jenna Ellis thing, again, oh, good morning, Laura Ann. Jenna Ellis is nothing but a master grifter. She always has been. And she was smart about it. I got to give it to her. She became Donald Trump's attorney, and she immediately gained a tremendous social media following, which then led to other opportunities. I believe she wrote a book, right? Did she write a book? I don't even know. Wouldn't if she didn't write a book, she's going to because I guarantee you there's a book deal coming down the down the uh, down the pike. There's a book deal, and it's going to be about her as Trump's attorney and being deceived by the rest of the team, and that she didn't realize it and she was a victim. Jenna Ellis is a prof is now going to be known as a professional victim among people with rational thinking logic and brains she then gets a cringy podcast which is horrible on salem media salem radio i will not listen to any of them on salem anymore i don't care just because it's it's salem and they're all shit they have people like jenna ellis on there sebastian gork is a fucking major grifter i i'm i, I don't care anymore it just i i'm tired of everybody 10-part Netflix series. Yeah, she'll get a documentary on, on her, you know, in the MAGA world. And you want to know, like, she, all right, she was his attorney in this. She did, This is all she did. She didn't do much else. You know, she was the, the bar fly attorney that was there. She didn't do much. You know, I think she was more of a paper pusher with neither here nor there. She she's loaded now. She's living in Florida. She guess has her sponsors. I think she has a syndicated uh, radio show also. Off, that was a spinoff of her ridiculous podcast. My six hundred pound life as a Trump grifter, starring Jebba Ellis, Jebba the Hut Ellis. It was her legal team that got my uh, my. Other Twitter account nuked. It was like 22,000 followers. And then I had made a comment about her and Marjorie Taylor Greene and her lawyers went after my Twitter page and many others. Along with some DeSantis influencers. Again, another one that grifted off Donald Trump's name and then just flipped and said, oh yeah, I'm going to support Ron DeSantis. But I'm, I'm really, I'm, I'm an independent. I'm not a Republican. Oh, yeah, we're going to get into that next. Because along with all of this, she went ahead and she 
She pled guilty within two months, within two months of being charged. That's really unheard of. If you're charged with something, you want to postpone and delay as long as possible, maybe to get the best deal, whether they have you for something or there has to be a deal made or you're just you're you're proclaiming your innocence so hard that you're willing to go to trial and take that chance. Nope, she folded like a cheap fucking napkin. Nope, I'll, I'm I'm going to plead guilty. I'm young. I can't take this. I can't take the pressure. I need to make money. I need to grift. And in two months, she raised $216,000 plus in, in a legal defense. Salem Media, they're a, a podcasting platform. They have shows on there. I believe um, Jenna Ellis is on there. Sebastian Gorka, Dennis Prager. I believe Dinesh D'Souza's podcast is produced through Salem Media. Uh, there's a bunch of them on there. There's a bunch of them. Salem Radio Network. They're, you know, just another, it's not a, a, a big network, but they're there. They have some, again, the Jenna Ellis show is on there. Whatever the hell she calls a stupid podcast, you know, munching on carbs with Jebba Ellis, whatever the hell it is, crying over nothing with Jebba Ellis. But yeah, $216,000 she raised in two months for her legal defense. Now, there are a couple lawyers out there saying, listen, we to fight. If she went if she went forward to fight the Georgia state government and the legal system and she kept going, that $200,000 would be pissing in the breeze. It, it it would not cover a lot. So let's just say in those 2 months with her attorneys that she ate up $50,000, right? What's going on with the rest of the money that donors, people that believed in her, supporters, American grassroots people, maybe some other larger people who just had a working relationship with Jenner in the movement at some point and felt bad for her and said, you know, she's getting a raw deal. She needs a legal defense. First of all, an attorney that needs a legal defense. Well, I mean, she's such a great attorney. I don't know if her law license was suspended. I'm not 100% sure if her law license was suspended. I don't think it was. Uh, it may it may become suspended now uh, after the the deposition uh, the disposition. Sorry about that. I did that again. But um, I'm I'm assuming that really she didn't need any legal. She, she probably if she's such a great attorney, why didn't she represent herself? I get it. You know, you, 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 it's a lot of stress. You need attorneys. But where the where's the rest of the money? Is she? A lot of calls of people saying, hey, you should be refunding that money to all of the donors. Now, apparently the give, send, go that she had, I think as of yesterday, became inactive where you couldn't donate to it anymore. But that was from, that was just done because someone had said yesterday on, on Twitter, on one of my posts that, not only is it just grifting, but after this, there were like two new donations yesterday after the disposition of the case and she pled guilty already already came out that two two people donated. Like, how much of a sucker do you have to be? But again, 
she, uh, yeah, she pled guilty to a felony count of aiding and abetting false statements and writings in connection to the Trump's to, uh, campaign's 2020 election challenge after hundreds of thousands of dollars were raised for her legal defense fund. Again, that felony charge, not even part of the original indictment and has nothing to do with the RICO charges. That is how utterly ridiculous this is. In other words, they have nothing. Because if they had her on a RICO charge, the conspiracy charge, which is completely falling apart, they would hold off on sentencing her and tell her, listen, you're going to testify against Donald Trump or these are the repercussions. They haven't done that. Fulton County, Georgia District Attorney Fannie Willis, phony Fannie Willis, initially charged Ellis with two counts, one of which was under the RICO Act, and the other was solicitation of violation of oath of office. So she was she was charged in the RICO Act, but she didn't get that that's not part of her guilty plea. Her legal team at Melito Law LLC established a legal defense fund for Ellis through Give Send Go, which had raised $216,431 as of yesterday morning. Ellis did not immediately respond to a comment request from Breitbart News asking if she planned to return the funds, and she is not going to trial and accepted the plea plea deal. So trials are very expensive. She's not going to trial. She got a plea deal. She's done. What happens to that money? Obviously, I mean... She has the, you know, the choice of being a good person and saying, listen, I don't need this money for my legal defense. I'm going to give it back to the donors or even saying, listen, I'm going to donate it to a really good cause that would appease everybody. Because I don't think a lot of the donors are sitting there saying, give me my money back. I don't. And as of... This article, but it's it since went away, there was still an option to donate to the fund. And many on social media, and I was one of them, were calling her for her to return the money. And me, I was at least return the balance that you didn't use because you didn't use $200,000 in two months. You did not. The money is there. My boy Gavin Wax returned the money from the New York Young Republican Club, president of New York Young Republican Club, the great Gavin Wax. Alex Bruschewitz, Jeb Ellis raised hundreds of thousands of dollars to fight back against the frivolous Fannie Willis charges. Instead, she caved quickly, just like she did when she was threatened with disbarment in Colorado. Jeb should do the right thing and return the money to the donors. Do something good with the money, return it to the donors. It's uh, <laughs> Trump's campaign would be acceptable. <laughs> you know, If she wasn't a turncoat and she was just, I'd even have a little respect for her where if she wasn't a turncoat and she just pled guilty to save her own ass, but then turned around as a real kick in the face and gave all of the money to the Trump campaign, I would, uh, I'd have a little more, I would definitely, Jenna Ellis would gain some respect from me. (laughs) She won't, she'll keep it. Why wouldn't she? Of course she's going to keep it. Of course, she's going to keep it. Yeah, a servant of Jesus Christ. Even little Adam Kinzinger, who I can't stand, was 
was going after. Jesus didn't support overthrowing elections. Yeah, no one tried to overthrow an election, you stupid fuck. Might want to play out now. Everyone else has. And, of course, he's just going to fan the flames with the with the Democrats of, look, and the liberals and all these sickos and the never-Trumper Republicans, look, they're all pleading guilty and they're turning on Donald Trump. It's all nonsense. And, and this was back, you know, earlier, actually last week, and she was going back and forth with Adam Kinzinger and says, oh, thanks for highlighting my legal defense fund, which now she doesn't need. It's insanity. I mean, she's going to keep the money. She enriched herself with at least, at we'll just say minimum, 100, 100 grand, 150 grand. She spent $50,000 on a legal defense. <laughs> It's all, it's all bullshit. She's full of shit. This is all political theater. And I'll tell you, you know, what's even, what's even worse? What's even worse is the big accounts that, first of all, before this, before this, she came out in support of Ron DeSanctimonious, of Ron DeSantis. Right. So for large accounts, I don't know. This is just me. I, I would not be, I didn't share her legal defense fund once. As a matter of fact, I, as a matter of fact, I mocked it to the point where you're telling me you're broke. You have sponsorships. You're getting paid and monetized through Salem Media through your podcast. You have a syndicated radio show now. You're an attorney. And you, you move to Florida, and you're going to tell us that you don't have the money to fight for your freedom? I find it hard to believe. And you would figure, since she was so pro DeSantis, that all of them would come out really hard for Jenna. And that 200000 you figure, the way they brag about fundraising, which they don't know how to do, why isn't that a half a million dollars in two months? Nobody wanted to touch it. She got some money here and there. But what was worse is the large social media accounts, the supposed Trump supporters in Trump world, a lot of them, were out there defending Jenna Ellis and talking about how she's being persecuted for defending Donald Trump, which to a degree I can see. Because when you look at it on its faces, they're going after all of Donald Trump's attorneys. But when she has already made it clear before she was even charged that she turned on Trump and is going Ron DeSantis and has been talking smack, complete shit, and pushing the lying narratives about Donald Trump the same as the DeSantis people, before she was charged, and it's all out there in the open, why would you be such, a, such garbage to push her defense fund? It, it, it doesn't make sense. Because she was talking shit about Trump and, and, and on board with DeSantis, like I'd say the beginning of the summer or middle of the summer. They're all grifters. But here, Jack Posobiec put this tweet out 
back in August. Jenna Ellis is being persecuted for defending Trump when so many fled from the light. It's wrong and a complete disgrace with the little praying hands emoji with her give, send, go. Jack Posobiec, millions of followers. You know, he's one of the best my pillow peddlers out there. He has access to everybody. He owns human events. He's the post-millennial. Solicits you to pay him every month for his media outlets. You know, no ads and you get exclusive content like everybody else. Griffs off all of these conservatives. And here he is soliciting Jenna Ellis's uh, give, send, go. I mean, what are we doing? I would hope, and there are others, there are others that have done it. But none of them are turning around saying, you know, Jenna, you disappointed us. We were here defending you because you were being persecuted and prosecuted for defending Donald Trump, even though you turned against him already. Many, many times. Go back to her Twitter feed. She really just said some fucked up things. And what are you doing with that money? In, In two months, you popped a plea, and we helped you through our followings to get you donations for your defense fund. Just so you could turn around and save your own ass, throw Rudy Giuliani under the bus, blatantly lie while you're crying, reading this ridiculously put together letter to the people of Georgia, saying that if you knew then what you knew now, you would not have defended Donald Trump. It is such bullshit. These people are rat pieces of shit. They will do anything to save their own ass, including including and up to lying in order to save their own ass. Just like they wanted Roger Stone to do, and he refused to do, just like they wanted General Flynn to do, and he refused to do, and others, and they all ended up with convictions and ended up ultimately with pardons because, thank God, Donald Trump was still president because they knew. They said, either you bear false witness against Donald Trump or we're going to make your life miserable. And here, knowing they don't have anything, there's no RICO charge for Jenna. There's no pleading guilty to a RICO charge. A felony for aiding and abetting and false statements. It's bullshit. Not even part of the indictment. Yeah. Yeah, Jack Posobiec is is a tremendous grifter. Tremendous. Actually, um, Buck Fiden, no, Jack Jack Posobiec has actually been sharing some stuff about Owen Schroyer recently. He, uh, if you go to his Twitter feed, he was sharing some stuff about it. I don't know if, um, I don't know if he shared a, if there was a, a donation link but I know uh, he he put up to to write to him, and he put up a bunch of other stuff about him. I don't know what it was exactly, but 
he did post some things about him. It is, it is what it is. It's um, I'm tired of, I'm tired of all of the grifting. I've talked about this before because it, it, it's, it's like a, we have this grifting pandemic on the conservative side. Just like when Donald Trump's mugshot went out and everybody wanted to put it on a t-shirt and sell it on their website. And I'm over here like, if, if you want to get the mugshot t-shirt, I have one just because it's a historical just thing. You have a, a t-shirt with an actual mugshot of, of a president of the United States on it, the most iconic mugshot ever, then buy it from the Trump campaign. So you're supporting a good cause. Don't go buy it from some piece of shit grifter who has a big following. Like, you know, don't go buy it from Charlie Kirk. I don't even know if he's selling them, but he's just one of the biggest grifters in the movement, in my opinion. Or that that real piece of shit. I, I tweeted about him yesterday, that Officer Tatum that came out and talk shit about Donald Trump. He's full in on Ron DeSantis, but if you go to his website, the, the Officer Tatum fucking merch store, he sells all kinds of Trump merchandise. I tweeted out last night, like, you, you, you talk shit about Donald Trump, but you're still grifting off of him on your website like a piece of shit that you are. Benny Johnson is another one. Benny Johnson is another piece of shit. Another piece of shit. I'm all about supporting Owen Schroyer, but like I said last night, I'm pissed off that he signed that agreement the first time when he in interrupted the, uh, the, uh, uh, the congressional session and they made him sign an agreement that says you can never protest on capital grounds again. And if you are, this is what you're subject to. That's the only reason Owen Schroyer is sitting in jail. Not because he yelled 1776 on January 6th. That's not why he's in jail. He's in jail because they got him on a technicality that unfortunately he caused himself by signing that. That was really bad advice. He it's the same thing as violating a order of protection if you, if you want to put it in simple terms. If he did not sign that piece of paper, I don't think he would be in jail. They got him on that. They knew. And I feel bad for him, but he's a big boy. And you know what? He'll do his 60 days and maybe something will happen and he'll, he'll get a book deal. I'm not happy that InfoWars isn't paying him, but I have a little something on Owen I'm going to get to uh, hopefully soon. I got a lot of other stuff. It's already almost an hour in and uh, I have, I have a, a bunch of other stuff that I want to get to. And one of them is Tucker Carlson's video on George Floyd, which is 13 minutes long. Um, I mean, I, yeah, listen, the, Owen Troyer is nothing to bitch about. Whatever, he's going to jail 60 days. He's not getting five years. I, and I, I don't want you to take this the wrong way. I don't want you to take this the wrong way. But he's not the same as these January 6th defendants that are getting trials and years and years in jail. Owen Schroyer is, is in jail because of a violation agreement that he signed. Like, I, I, I can't put him in the same category as a January 6th defendant. I, I, because of that, it sucks what they're doing to him, but I, I don't, uh, it is, it is, it is what it is. And he's not bitching in public, but I'd imagine he's bitching in general. 
what, what most people do when they when they're when they're faced with jail. But again, it's 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 sixty days in federal penitentiary, right? In in was it Louisiana? He'll be out before you know it. I just uh, the big question is why isn't Infowars and Alex Jones paying him for the sixty days? If he's such a big pivotal part of Infowars and it's only sixty days, why are they not paying him? Why did they stop his salary? I don't I don't know. It's but they, he he associated himself with January sixth. He was there, but that's not the reason he's in jail. It's not the reason Owen Troy is in jail. He's in jail because of that agreement that he signed because of, a, what is it, a year or two prior that he disrupted a hearing and they made him sign that agreement that he could never again assemble, protest, petition, whatever it is, on the Capitol grounds. And to where he was technically was part of the Capitol grounds complex. Don't agree with it. I think it's stupid, but that's it. He's going to serve his time and he's going to be done. He's going to be done. That's it. That's it. Yeah, that bankruptcy bullshit with InfoWars is such, such, such bullshit. Such bullshit. It doesn't matter that you're late. We still have some stuff to uh, to cover. We're done, with, we're done with Jenna Ellis. But before we're finished, we're finally finished with this Jenna Ellis bullshit. My good friend, Miguel Fornia from the Dilly Meme team, put together a little, a little video about this shitty person and shitty lawyer. Jebba Ellis. Constitutional provisions that will step in when we show the corruption and the irredeemably challenged and overturned votes that are absolutely corrupt in all of these counties. This is the United States of America and we stand proudly for President Donald J. Trump. Men thankful you are not their wife. <laughs> Caring traffic and strife. Broken and confused, walking contradictions, crying in the night, someone defends you more. It's just another day. <laughs> People reading all you had to say. This MAGA you despise and once represented, we finally realize you're not a good lawyer or jailer. Oh, Jebba. How sad only rhinos defend you. Your career's in decay, Poor Jebba. Bye, Jebba. Bye bye, Jebba. It's over. It's over for her. Completely insignificant. Another great video by Miguel Fornia. The Dilly meme team. You gotta love them. That's it. Jebba Ellis will go down in history as Trump's failed attorney, but very successful grifter off of Donald Trump's name. That is a fact. That is a fact. All right, so since we're we're just bringing up Owen Schroyer, I brought this up. Yesterday, yesterday he reported to jail, right? It was yesterday the 24th. This was the day before the article. Popular conservative reporter Owen Schroyer releases video on Twitter X as he prepares to enter prison tomorrow, which was yesterday, for political speech crimes. Again, I'm going to say it again. Making an example of him, making sure that people get the message that if you do something as simple as protest, you can end up in federal prison. However, and this is where I have a problem with reporting, especially conservatives we should be doing better. Nowhere in there 
does it there was one article about it i believe that i stumbled across it might have been through the gateway pundit and i'm going back a while where it, the actual agreement that he signed for the congressional session that he disrupted that they over the capitol police arrested him and made him as part of this agreement so he wouldn't get charged further or whatever it was that he cannot protest sorry my nose is really itchy i'm not doing a rob DeSantis and picking boogers my some i'm just itchy as hell that he could not protest or picket or anything on Capitol pro- uh, grounds. No one was talking about that. And this is the problem. It's like selective reporting. I'm not saying anything negative about Owen Schroyer. But if we're going to talk about facts, let's talk about facts. Yes, they have a reason to make him an example about people like me, about people like you, anyone who's speaking out on forums, on platforms, on social media, whatever it is, in person at protests. If you do this like Owen Schroyer did, you can end up in federal prison, but then not report on the other part. I just don't like it. And I think it's fucked up what's happening to him. And I want very good things for Owen. I think he's a great patriot. I enjoy his commentary. I enjoy his reporting. I enjoy his content. I hate all of these fucks that are now going to push this narrative of if you open your mouth, you're going to end up in federal prison, which has happened to people. But, and I'm really, I'm really just pissed off at the whole Infowars thing that he's not getting paid. I really am. He, he put a video together right before. It's really short. We're going to play it. Owen Schroyer here, and I'm about to turn myself in to be a speech prisoner in Biden's America. Unfortunately, we knew that things would get this bad. Unfortunately, we knew the Democrats were this corrupt. Now I have to hit the front lines and be a speech prisoner in Biden's America. And as I go, I am currently involved in litigation to try to get my original Twitter account back at All I Do Is Owen, where I had over 300,000 followers, but I've been censored there for years. So in the meantime, while I'm away, I've launched this Twitter account at Owen Schroyer 1776. It's actually run by a media team. It's not run by me, but my media team who will be giving you updates while I'm incarcerated, daily updates while I'm incarcerated, sharing old video clips, new video clips, and as well as phone audio recordings and maybe even live recordings while I'm away. So please follow this account at Owen Schroyer 1776 for updates while I'm away and spread this video far and wide to let others know, hey, Owen Schroyer is back on Twitter right here at Owen Schroyer 1776. And that year, 1776, is extremely important, not just because it was the founding year of our country, but the U.S. government is arguing that it's illegal for me to say 1776 in Washington, D.C. Don't believe me? Check the U.S. government sentencing memo for yourself. They said that me chanting 1776 in Washington, D.C. is worthy of 60 days in prison. So... It's Owen Schroyer, 1776. Please share this video. Let people know I'm back on Twitter and follow this account for updates while I'm away. Godspeed and God bless. Oh, there you go. I mean, listen, my Twitter handle 
is a Jacoby seventeen seventy six. It was Alan Jacoby seventeen seventy six before I got nuked by the DeSantis clan and Jeb Ellis's legal team when they reported me, and I lost my appeals. My website for my Rumble channel is seventeen seventy six live TV. My Instagram is Alan Jacoby seventeen seventy six. I literally my cigars. And MyPatriotCigars.com, my cigar company, has 1776, you really can't see it, 1776 on the label, on the label. I mean, if that's a crime, come and get me, because I'm 1776 all fucking day. With that... So patriotic. I'm going to do it. The most patriotic cigar commercial of all time. When he salutes the flag, the flag salutes back. When he questions the outcome of an election, the DOJ indicts itself. When he sneezes, people say, God bless America. Cuba imports cigars from him. He is the most patriotic man in America. I don't always smoke cigars, but when I do, I smoke Patriots. Stay MAGA, my friends. Mm, my favorite. Can I get one of those? No, Bill. We all know what you like to do with cigars. Patriot Cigars, a premium smoke for freedom-loving Patriots. The Patriot Cigar Company's story started with Alan Jacoby's love of cigars and love of America. There's no better way to celebrate the freedoms we cherish than smoking a premium Patriot cigar. Whether it's TNTs, Moabs, Hellfires, or Mark 48 torpedoes, all Patriot cigars are handmade and blended with 100% long filler premium Nicaraguan tobacco to bring you the smoothest smoking experience imaginable. Patriot cigars are enjoyed by many of MAGA's finest. Do yourselves a favor and order some today. God bless America, and God bless Patriot Cigars. MyPatriotCigars.com. Use promo code MAGA for 25% off. Get cigars or get some merch. We have great T-shirts. The hats are sold out right now. We have the We The People trucker hats coming out. They're still actually on the website. And we're going to be adding a few other hats. We'll be adding an actual a 1776 hat. On there, and um, yeah, mypatriotcigars.com promo code MAGA. If you don't order cigars or merch, you're a fed. If you're not hitting the thumbs up on this video, you're a fed. If you're not commenting in the comment section, I don't care what you put in there to help the algorithm, you're a fed. The, the live chat is great, like I say, but the the comments when you drop in, you know, hey. Your show's great. Your show sucks. You're ugly. Shave your beard. I don't know. Something. Anything. An American flag emoji. Whatever it might be. Put something in the comments because it really helps juice the rumble algorithm as well as the thumbs up. All right, listen. We're going over time. This I'm I think this is important and I wanted to do this since last week. It's 13 minutes long. 13 and a half minutes long. Mark 48, a lot of, that's, that's the most popular one. I'm glad you guys like it. 
the Mark 48 cigar. It's a torpedo. It's the mildest smoke. It's great. I like uh, smoking it with coffee, actually. Dark roast coffee and a Mark 48 torpedo from Patriot Cigars. That is a great pairing. Tucker Carlson calls out the George Floyd story, the whole death, was a complete lie. We knew this, but to hear this now from Tucker Carlson, I think speaks volumes and it's amazing. Because you know when he was at Fox, he wanted to talk about so many things that he couldn't because he was restricted. And I get it. That's another, another more proof that the mainstream media has their reporters, has their hosts by the balls, and controls the narrative of what they can say and what they can't say. So this is Tucker Carlson, I mean, debunking the whole George Floyd story. And I know it's long, it's 13 minutes, but Tucker's great at what he does, and I think it's important. In fact, a pandemic of the unvaccinated, now that we know that Ukraine is not actually winning the war against Russia, it could be time to revisit some of the other slogans we've been assured are true and ordered to repeat. Are they in fact true? Did, for example, a racist white cop actually murder a man called George Floyd, a civil rights leader, in Minneapolis on Memorial Day of 2020? And we've been told that that happened, told it relentlessly for more than three years. So at this point, we've been told it so much that pretty much everybody seems to believe it. And because everyone does kind of believe it, a small group of people has been allowed to make massive changes to American society. They include, but are not limited to, decriminalizing stealing, defunding the police, adding a new federal holiday to the calendar called Juneteenth, the ceasing of hiring all white men in corporate America, and of course, significantly, they also sent a cop called Derek Chauvin to prison for more than 40 years. He would be the racist white devil who murdered George Floyd. But the question is, did he actually murder George Floyd? And the answer is, well, no, he didn't murder George Floyd. And we're not guessing about that. We know it conclusively, thanks to a new court case now underway in Hennepin County, Minnesota. The case was brought by a prosecutor there called Amy Sweezy. She's suing her boss. So the case is not actually about George Floyd or Derek Chauvin, but it tells you an awful lot about both of them. In her deposition, which you should read, Amy Sweezy describes a conversation that she had with the county medical examiner, Andrew Baker, right after George Floyd died. Quote, I called Dr. Baker early that morning to tell him about the case and to ask him if he would perform the autopsy on Mr. Floyd. Sweezy recalls all this under oath in the deposition. Quote, he called me later in the day on that Tuesday, and he told me that there were no medical findings that showed any injury to the vital structures of Mr. Floyd's neck. There were no medical indications of asphyxia or strangulation. Oh. You In don't other words, say. George Floyd, according to the official autopsy, was not murdered. He died instead of what we used to call natural causes, which in his case would include decades of drug use, as well as the fatal concentration of fentanyl that was in his system on his final day. So this was not a killing. It was yet another narcotics OD in a country that courts more than 100,000 of them every year. The medical examiner clearly understood that and, in fact, articulated it. And Sweezy explains. He said to me, she recalls in the deposition, Amy, what happens when the actual evidence doesn't match up with the public narrative that everyone's already decided on? And then he said, quote, this is the kind of case that ends careers. In other words, 
Everyone lied about it from the very beginning. The people who knew the truth hid the truth and allowed the revolution to proceed. Now they've been exposed. Now we know the truth. What happens next? Well, they're going to ignore it. The Biden administration just issued a long purple statement celebrating George Floyd's birthday. He's a martyr. Imagine that. Despite the fact we know that he was not murdered. And by the way, Derek Chauvin is still languishing in jail for the rest of his life. How do we respond to this? How do we respond to the truth once we have it? Well, Vince Everett Ellison seemed like a good man to ask. He's the author of Crime, Inc. He joins us now. Vince, thanks so much for coming on. So as with so many other stories, the oh, origin thanks for having me, Tucker. of COVID, oh, it's, it's a blessing to have you. Um, we now know what actually happened, but the question then is what do you do with that knowledge? We know that the U.S. government, Tony Fauci, worked with the Chinese to create the virus that overturned the American economy, but like, what do we do with that knowledge? What do we do with the knowledge that George Floyd was not actually strangled to death by a cop? We have to acknowledge the people that gave it to us and why. See, George Floyd is the Democratic Party's prototypical black man. These are the black men they are trying to create. So George Floyd has to be elevated. He has to be celebrated. He's perfect to them. He was poor. He was uneducated. He was a drug addict. He didn't have a job. He was, he, he was uh, uh, down there begging and, and, and crying. And Democrats' asking, well, favorite people. people. To a Democrat, to a white Democrat, this is the perfect black man. So he has to be elevated. Look, not a, a few days ago, uh, Kamala Harris and uh, Joe Biden celebrated hip hop music. They had a celebration of hip hop. Hip hop culture oh is America's God. culture. It is a genre, it is music and melody and rhyme, and hip hop is also an ethos. A music genre that calls the black man the N word, calls women the W word and the B word. Uh, talks about misogyny, shooting police, um, uh, uh, smoking dope, selling dope, fighting, killing, acting a fool. They celebrated this genre. Why? Because this is how they see black America. They see us the same way they see George Floyd. And they have to make more of us because everywhere they rule, you know, John F. Kennedy stood in front of the um, uh, Berlin Wall in the 60s and said, if you think that communism is great, let them come to Berlin. Well, if you think that the Democratic Party is great, let them come to Detroit. Let them come to Chicago. Let them come to St. Louis. Let them come to L.A., Portland, Seattle, Memphis, anywhere where they rule. You will see George Floyds all over the place. And they're proud of them. In Baltimore, Maryland, they spend $21,000 per child for, for, for every child up there in, in, inside the school district. Not one school is proficient in math, science, or reading. But they keep it going every year. Why? Because they're producing George Floyds. Yeah, I mean, George Floyd's vote for the Democrat you, Party. So, but why would, so when most of us, you, me, I think all normal people look at George Floyd's life, you think this is a disaster. This guy never added anything. He took a lot in prison at least eight times. I mean, his life was a tragedy at best. Why would you want more people like that? Because he votes for the Democrat Party. And then he teaches his children to vote for the Democrat Party. Uh, and then these white Democrats can feel superior to him. Yeah. He can be controlled by them. Just like, think about the old slave plantation, Tucker, back in the day, how they wanted their slaves to act. Subservient, obedient, ignorant, you know, uh, uh, doing what he was told, not asking any questions, uh, having a slave mind. 
being dependent on them. This is how they want black men to be in America. This is how they want the whole black community to be. This is why uh, it started in the civil rights movement when Martin Luther King Jr. in his I Have a Green speech said, 100 years after the Emancipation Proclamation, the Negro is still not free. He said five times in that speech that we were not free. It turned the Declaration of Independence on its head because in our Declaration of Independence, it said that our freedom was an unalienable right given us by God. John Locke in his second treatise of government said that an unalienable right is a right given from God. It is irrevocable, non-transferable, and, 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 and unsellable. The government cannot touch it. It supersedes law. It supersedes the Constitution. However, King said that we was coming to government and to the white man for our right to be free. Even at the end of the speech, he said, on some certain day, we'll be free at last, free at last. Thank God Almighty, we're free at last. He said in that speech, when will we be satisfied? He said, we will never be satisfied until justice rolls down like water and righteousness like a mighty stream. That's a fancy way of saying never. And so black people heard that speech and said that we were not free here in America. And we make our children recite that speech every single year on King's birthday. And they say in that speech, the Negro is still not free. George Floyd was a slave in his mind. And the civil rights movement caused him to be a slave in his mind. And today, they're still marching, 60 years later, telling black people, you're not free. Beg for reparations. Beg for affirmative action. Kill your children in the womb. Yep. Uh, cut off your, your, your child. You castrate your children. Let drag queens come into school and shake their behinds in your children's faces. Run God out of the public school. I like this and guy. And then they end up like George Floyd. But the one thing they do consistently is they vote for the Democrat Party. Yep. And the places where George Floyd's live, they stay in absolute power. That's a pretty that's a pretty dark explanation. So you're White saying Democrats the Democratic do that. Party as an organization intentionally degrades black black people to keep them compliant and obedient. Yes. Oh yes. In my book, Crime Inc., I talk about one of the main things they do, like the like the mafia and organized crime, they humiliate black people. They demoralize them. It's a Marxist construct. They demoralize their people, they beat them down, they tell them that they're victims. Well, it was Martin Luther King Jr. that said. They tell you to pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Well, how can you pull yourself up by your bootstraps when you're bootless? You know, he told us we were bootless. You know, you have black uh, uh, preachers, and, and you've heard, you know about my iron triangle, the black preacher, the black politician, the black civil rights worker. They go into the black community consistently. You're a victim. You're oppressed. The country hates you. Well, see, I look at them and I say, I'm a black man, but I cannot be oppressed. You know why? Because I'm a child of God. I'm an heir of Jesus Christ. I cannot be a victim. Why? Because I'm an heir of Jesus Christ. I'm a child of God. I cannot be a victim. See, they tell these people to go against their religion and their basic ideology because most black men say they're Christians, right? But then they walk around saying, I'm oppressed. I'm a victim. I'm afraid. 365 times in our Bible, they tell us to fear not. Yet they walk around saying they're afraid in, 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 in the United States of America. Of the white LeBron man. James said he's afraid. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar says he's afraid. Kaepernick said he's afraid. Oppressed. Black men in America. Millionaires. Damn thing. <laughs> I don't ask for permission in my own house. America is my home. So as they walk around here crying, talking about I'm frightened, I'm afraid, I can't make it, please help me, I tell them they stink in my nostrils. They're an affront to God. The flip side <laughs> of white male intimidation during the civil rights was also black male cowardice. They laid down and let them beat them, slap them around rape their wives and their children. Well, no, not me, never me. I'm a free man. 
I live in the United States of America. They say it's an honor to be that it's, uh, there's white supremacy and that uh, 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 white people have some type of privilege. Well, as I said before, it is a privilege to be white, but it's also a privilege to be black. And it's a privilege to be an American. And it's really a, pri a privilege to be a Christian in the United States of America, the greatest country on the face of this earth. And they're not going to make a George Floyd out of me. I stand up strong. I look him in the eye. And I say, I'm a free man. My freedom comes from God. It's an unalienable right given to me by him. You cannot touch it. And if you try it, I got two things that'll get you off of me. Jesus and my 38. Come try me out. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the Democratic Party used BLM as a, as a domestic militia in the last presidential cycle, 2020, to defeat Donald yeah. Trump. Do you expect something like that to happen again? Well, you see how they use the same tactics as Iran. Iran has Hezbollah and Hamas as their militias. And the Democratic Party uses BLM and Antifa as theirs. 100%. Rock and hot in the hand. Of course they're going to do it. They've always done it. Even at the beginning, they used the Ku Klux Klan for, for, for the for, for their military ring. Now they're using BLM. They're using Antifa. They're using NAACP. And they're their suicide bombers. They're their shock troops. They're their brown shirts. And white, pink-haired progressives. Troops. And they're going to go out there. And I guarantee you, Tucker, they're going to, they're going to look over all the black-on-black -black violence. They're going to look over all the black men killing black men. They're going to look over all the snatching grass. None of that matters. All the burning and all the fighting and looting and acting a fool. And they're going to find one crazy white cop that's going to do something to some crazy black man. And then they're going to try to burn this country down for it. That's their plan. That's their template. I hope America's ready for it because it's coming. And it always works for them. It always works because the, the press and everybody's just waiting. Oh, they're on the, they'll know, they're, they're they on the want it, they need it. For it. And as soon as they find that golden kill, that golden kill, watch them go crazy with it. BLM is going to start getting their money from the Democrat Party because that's who they get it from. The same way that Hamas gets their money from Iran. The, the, uh, BLM gets their money from the Democrat Party. And BLM does not stand for Black Lives Matter. It stands for burn, loot, and murder. Yes, and it that's does. That's what call them from now on. Vince Everett Elliston, Bible in the 38. It's great to see you today. Thank you very much. I like that guy. I like that guy. Hit the nail on the head. And you know who comes to mind every time, and I talk about this on occasion when it comes up, every time we talk about the Democrats taking advantage of black communities, poor black communities, there's always the same face that pops in my head, and that's Chuck Schumer, my state senator. He is a master at manipulating blacks in poor neighborhoods. It is always the old white liberals, the old white Democrats that promise them the world Give them just enough, like a taste, like when you are a junkie and you get, well, you 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 want to you want to try a drug and you try a little bit of it and it was so good you want to go back you want to go back and you end up a junkie. That's exactly what the Democrats do to black communities. Yep, hundred percent easy playbook. Hook everyone on government benefits and then you control them. And all of the Chuck Schumers, all of the white, pink-haired liberals that are brainwashed by the Chuck Schumers that want to apologize to black people, reparations, and then convince them 
that America hates them. But we can help you and give you all of this free stuff if you just vote for us. But we're going to keep you in poverty for your entire life and your kids' lives and your grandkids' lives because we need to remain in power so we get rich. And these people are seeing this, and it's like, thank God some people are waking up. And it's nice to see smart people who happen to be black, like this gentleman, speaking out about it. And yes, he's going to be called Uncle Tom. He's going to be called a coon and so many other things. But even if he reaches one person that reaches another, and they say, why do we keep voting for these fucks when nothing is happening in our favor? Nothing is happening to benefit us or our neighborhoods. And so many more people are waking up. Hence the reason why a lot of these people are turning up saying, you know, I didn't like Donald Trump because I was convinced he was a racist, but now I know he's not. And this is what was shown to me, and I was deceived. Vincent Everett Ellison. Definitely somebody I'm going to look into. I've heard the name before. This is the first time I've actually heard him speak with Tucker. The Democrats love oppression. They love it. They need the oppression to keep power. And then you have people like he just mentioned, all of these sports stars or entertainers that get on TV to spread the narrative is, I'm a black multimillionaire with six houses, but I'm afraid and oppressed every day. I'm afraid for my life every day I'm out in public. I'm oppressed. Why are these multimillionaire entertainers and and sports figures afraid out in public when most of them have security anyway? It's, it's wild, and that people keep falling for it. And then what happens? Just like he says, we find some, like the patron saint of fentanyl, George Floyd. We can get this cop arrested and cause all of this havoc, and they can burn cities down, and that's okay. The summer of love is okay. But protesting in front of the Capitol on a bullhorn, yelling 1776, and at the same time telling people not to go in the building because that's what they want you to do, goes to jail. It's it's really, it's really crazy. People do have a hard time admitting they were wrong. They will never admit they're wrong if you are... Yeah, it's it's crazy. Hold on a second. We got some incoming a second. Oh, it's, this was this morning. Real Tori Brooks. She's a good friend of mine. She's on the show with James and I occasionally. I, I talk to her almost daily. She's always putting stuff out. Uh, oh, this was about... Oh, his thing about the house. I'm so tired of the house shit. Yeah, honestly. So 12 o'clock today, they're supposed to have the house vote for speaker. I, I almost wish it just there's a wrench thrown in it and they have to shut the government down. I, I'm telling you, I'm doing a government shutdown dance every day of the week. I want it shut down. I want people to feel it. I want people to feel the real fuck-ups of our government. 
But yeah, the whole George Floyd thing we know is a lie. Died of fentanyl overdose. No one wants to admit it. They'll never admit that they're long that they're wrong. It's it's insanity. And I think it'll happen again, especially if Donald Trump keeps gaining the support that he's gaining. Something else will happen. It will be bad. Cities will burn again, but it will be okay. It will be okay, just like it was okay last week or a little, yeah, last week when all of those pro-Hamas people walked into the Capitol and sat down and got arrested by Capitol Police and started screaming while Congress was in session. That wasn't considered insurrection 2.0. Marjorie Taylor Greene's out on a balcony taking video of the people out there and protesters were able to access her within inches of her. That wasn't an insurrection. It's just bizarre world. And then you have the mainstream media that's seething at these stories, waiting for it to happen, oftentimes instigating for it to happen, something bad to happen. It needs to happen. But I'll tell you what, what needs to happen more of and what I'm liking. And I think this, this is going to be the uh, the last thing we do today because I'm almost an hour and a half in and I know people have things to do. but. Hillary Clinton, Hillary Rodham Clinton, she's at um, this whatever forum or conference she's at. We need we need more of this. This is what we need more of. Legend. I, I want to see if this person is going to get identified, be identified, and show up somewhere doing an interview. Furious Americans confront Hillary Clinton in heated exchange, accuse her of hypocrisy for refusing to call out Joe Biden for leading us into World War III. This is something we need more of. AOC, when her town halls, there were people last year that were speaking up against her, agreeing and not condemning uh, with Joe Biden and possibly launching us into a nuclear conflict because of Russia and Ukraine. Now you have this guy, baseball cap, yeah, this dude is for this guy, by the way, did not commit suicide. I want everyone to know that this guy did not commit suicide. Let's go right to the video. So almost about three and a half minutes. Oh, wait. Oh, he was identified. This is a tweet. My friends Robert Castle and was it Simon Miller of the Schiller Institute confronted the warmongering queen herself, Hillary Clinton. Robert begins by calling out her hypocrisy and clearing and clearly stating her entire talk is just warmongering. Part two is coming soon. We came, we spoke, she cried. Okay, so Robert Castle. Robert Castle did not kill himself. We'll get into the article in a second. I didn't even I didn't even read the article, but I, I we played this yesterday, last night on the show too, but we saw it. So let's check this out. Honestly, I'll be, be struck um, by the hypocrisy I'm sorry, we've got of the two more people I, I to hear from. I'm sorry. You, you have a the, chance. Well, the, I'm not sorry. The, the hip, you sit down. I, I know and we're you're not sorry. People, That's the point. The hypocrisy of this talk. speech. The I'm hypocrisy of the fact that Frank what, what Magisha, you have, can you please can you, is can you please make a statement about President Joe Biden's speech. This is a clearly is, warmongering speech. President Joe Biden is calling for $100 billion of funding 
for Israel, Taiwan, and Ukraine, and we're supposed to just bundle these together and pretend like we're going to rush to World War III and we're all just going to let Hillary Rodham Clinton sit here. And, okay. I'm yes. sorry. You know, yes. this is not, what, what, this is not no, the way no, to have no, a conversation. If you want to have a conversation, you're no, welcome to come you, talk to you me can, afterwards. You can say oh, shit. Okay, you're right. You're yeah, gonna you're gonna yeah. you're gonna wait for me, right? I, I, please, I, I don't. Wait for I do you, not believe and I will you. Listen to you, and I, do, I will respond. I do to you, not believe you. But Respectfully, right, I do not believe you. Well, and the fact just, of the matter is that the just, American people's voice are what need to be heard. Yeah, because, they are being because heard. our president is not speaking for the American people, and well, neither are you. Well, that's your opinion. That's your opinion. Yes, that's my but, opinion. But well, then sit down. We've heard your opinion. Fuck you, Thank Hill you Dog. Much. Now we're gonna I'm turn to people who are I'm not gonna stop. I'm not gonna stop working on behalf I'm of human rights. I'm gonna exercise my free speech. But until, it's not, until it's not free speech when you this, are disrupting yes, everybody else's opportunity. It is free to speech. Speak. This is free speech, everyone. This is free speech. That is not free speech. This is people constructing narratives that are openly hypocritical. I'm sorry. You, the, the incredible hypocrisy. You know, you maybe you could actually... Lewis went with Eleanor Roosevelt to bring this Declaration of the Rights of Man. John Foster Dulles was involved with the CIA. Oh, yeah. Well, you're brilliant in your oh, historical... Yes. She's such a cunt. The Pinochet, the Pinochet regime. Uh, please, listen. could you please inform me about the United States? Okay, we are going to... Things? We're going to move on listen, to... Listen, listen. Will you denounce Joe Biden's... Will you denounce Joe Biden's human rights? Not will just yelling about it. Right so, Frank, now. I want to turn to you because... We're not talking about you human rights, you stupid. Stupid bitch. And Uganda's 2023 Anti-Homosexuality Act criminalizes LGBTQ. Do you hear what she's talking about? Homos and LGBTQ people? Oh, please. She's literally trying to talk about anti-homosexuality and criminalization of LGBTQ people in other fucking countries. Like, we're supposed to give a shit. When he's literally trying to call her out about condemning Joe Biden, about propelling us into World War Three, I mean, this just goes on like this for another minute and a half. You get the point. This is this is what we need. We need more people to do this. I don't know anything about this guy. I don't know if if he uh, is a Democrat. I'm gonna look at. Let's you know what? Let's look at the article. Let's just see because I didn't even realize it. All right, we know she was confronted. This was the uh, uni- uh, Columbia University School of Internal and Public Affairs, SIPA. All right, so this is where they were. They recently launched the Institute of Global uh, Politics, IGP, where the former Secretary of State and twice-failed presidential candidate, Kildog Clinton, I want to know what her true body count is, was stated to serve as the chair of the IGP Faculty Advisory Board. The event... Making Human Rights Come Alive was supposed to be a forum for discussing the Universal Declaration of Human Rights. The events panel featured individuals. I don't give a shit who any of these people are. They're LGBTQRIST advocates from Uganda and other places. Who gives a shit? During the event, here we go. Robert Castle confronted Clinton, accusing her of hypocrisy. Castle criticized Clinton for failing to call out Joe Biden and his administration for what they considered a warmongering foreign policy leading America closer to the brink of World War III. 
Can you? Okay. So he, it's just quoting him in response. Clinton noted, I'm sorry. This is not the way you have a conversation. Well, no one could have a conversation with Hillary Clinton unless it's in this way. She was not going to wait for him to have a conversation. She wasn't going to wait for, first of all, I'm surprised that that they didn't seek secret service on him because she is Bill Clinton's wife and she does have a secret service detail. Uh, Castle not letting her off the hook so easily retorted, I do not believe you, but respectfully, I do not believe you. And the fact of the matter is the American people's voice or we need to be heard because our president is not speaking for the American people and neither are you. This is people constructing narrative narratives that are openly hypocritical. According to Jose Vega, Clinton did not talk to Robert Castle after the event. However, Simon Miller of the Schiller Institute confronted her on her on the lies that China is abusing human rights and that the BRICS is the new form of col- uh, colonialism. Oh, this is part two. I didn't even see this part. She did not talk to my friend Robert, but Simon Miller caught up with her afterwards and confronted her on the lies that China is abusing human rights and that the BRICS is a new form of, of colonialism. This I did not see. Have time to discuss afterwards with people? Sure, if you want to. You do? Like where? Where? Right like here. Right here? Yeah. Okay, perfect. I do have a question, actually, in the same vein as the man who stood up yes, earlier. Right, right. It is, and you're a student. I, I am, yes. Okay. And his question was regarding this this aid package that Joe Biden proposed, the $105 billion conjoined aid to Ukraine, Israel, Taiwan, and yeah. the border. And, 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 and there's, there's humanitarian aid. Yes, of course, yes. Yeah, but, he did not mention but, that. But, however, that, that he didn't. However, he didn't really have a lot of time because he was trying to, I know he was speaking in, in the middle of a larger speech. However, my question is, uh, I'm sure you've heard about the Belt and Road Initiative Forum that happened in Beijing just like last week. Why should the United States not be cooperating with that rather than trying to aid more wars? That's my question. Well, you know, you have to do more than one thing at the same time. Sure. And uh, the United States does a tremendous amount of development yeah. aid without the kind of onerous restrictions that China imposes on the people it gives aid to. What if about you, the debt traps in Africa? That we, those are all Chinese. No, we, no, no. The IMF and the World Bank have been opposing no, them for years. No, you know, we did a whole yeah. debt... We listen to me? Yes. It's China. It's China. Sorry, it's China. Just, yes. just listen to me. We did a whole debt relief program called the Jubilee yeah. at, in 2000. Yeah. Forgave everybody's debt. How much debt was that? Oh, it was huge. China just forgave $90 billion in loans like two years ago. I know, but that is a a drop in the bucket of what they've done to people because they've not only uh, put countries into debt, Mm -hmm. as of now, they are not forgiving most of that debt, but they are taking the collateral, the collateral that was used in order to get the debt. So for example, if they were going to help- I don't care about any of this. I don't care about, I don't don't care about any of that. Uh, The, the, I want to find out who this, um, she is the embodiment of the word cunt. I've always said that. I would imagine that the, he, this guy said he was a, a university student, this Jose uh, Vega, that he is probably a registered Democrat. That's why they were there. I'm imagining that this Richard, this Robert Castle um, is a, a, uh, a Democrat. I don't look more into that. Regardless of what they are, he did what so many others should be doing. And this is where it comes down to, and you have these people, you have to sit down. Some people get dragged out forcefully. But I'll tell you what, it needs to happen more. 
Because if not, we're failing. Whether they're going to drag you out of a place, what are they going to do? They, the worst comes, comes to worse. They're going to arrest you for uh, disconduct, a, a misdemeanor, usually a ticket. Who gives a shit? At this point, if you're that passionate about it, you should be calling these people out. That's why I say make bullying and shaming great again. Because that's what needs to happen. It needs to happen. Bullying and shaming make it great again. I'm going to leave it there. There are other things that I didn't get to, that I wanted to, but... um. We got to the George Floyd thing. We got to the Jenna Ellis thing. We got to Hillary Clinton. The main things I wanted to get to. I'm going to be back tomorrow morning, 8 a.m. Eastern, as usual. It's Halloween season, and one of the great Dilly uh, meme team members, they're all making their hollow memes. There are a lot of them out there. And uh, I want to play one for my, my friend over here, Phantom Shadow, which I, I think is great because it comes from one of my favorite horror movies ever. He was destined to his own fate. favorite cringy horror movies <laughs> oh no Patience is wearing thin. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's great. Save America. Trump won. Fuck everybody. Fuck Jenna Ellis. All of Come them. On, Come on, man. All of them. Come on, man. Ah, oh, yeah. Phantom Shadow is great. He's great. He uh he partnered with the uh, Ramble uh, Rants to make my cigar video. It was those two that made the Patriot Cigar uh, commercial come to life. Ramble Rance, my boy, just sent him cigars. He's all happy he's getting his cigars in the mail. Anyway, that's it, everybody. I think we're uh, we're on. We're, I think we're on the right track of exposing everybody, and we have to keep doing it. Listen, if you have an opportunity to go to an event and call some of these fuckers out, whether they're Republican or Democrat, you should do it. You should do it. We need more viral moments like this. We need more people being held accountable in public. Don't threaten anybody. Don't do anything stupid. You know, the word bullying doesn't have to be taken as a threat. Bullying could just be 
confronting these people on camera and questioning them, putting them on the spot unscripted. And when when you see some of these bag of shits out there, just like when you know when they were telling telling people to 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 bully Trump supporters or, or or bully members of the Trump administration, make it uncomfortable. Don't allow them in restaurants. They're very good at that game. We're not. We need to get good at that game. We need to play the games better than Democrats. I'll get into Mark Meadows tomorrow, the chief of staff that flipped on Donald Trump immunity. Not even confirmed. It's such bullshit there, too. Hey, remember, the guy wrote a book. Remember, there's just, just so much more. These people are going to come out of the woodwork where they're going to pressure them into uh, giving them. Jackson's going to pressure them into immunity, going to pressure this one into a plea deal. It's all bullshit. It's all fake and gay. It's all to show people on hopefully that they can show, look, Donald Trump is a really bad guy. All of his co-defendants are flipping on him. All of the people around him are flipping on him. There's nothing to flip on. If you're going to flip, that means you have credible information that's going to put that person away or be able to allow the, the justice system to prosecute them with really hardcore evidence because they flipped. There's no flipping. It's all bullshit. It's all bullshit. Hit the like. Hit the thumbs up. If you're not following the Rumble channel, you're a fed it's literally free to sign up with an email. I signed my mother up for a Rumble account yesterday when I was with her. So, and just follow the page, put your email in, follow the page, get in the chat, stop, um, stop being a Fed. And I will talk to you all tomorrow morning, 8 a.m. Eastern. As always, MAGA hat stays on. See you tomorrow.